0: Hi everybody, welcome to another Haas Talks Foss. I'm here with Karthik from LinkedIn. Karthik has presented at several Procona Live conferences about LinkedIn's scalability challenges, some of the things that they've done with MySQL, some of the cool things that they've learned and you know, uh, shared with us over the years. Hi Karthik, how you doing? Hey,
1: uh, hi Matt, I'm doing
0: good. Good, good, I'm great. And so you gave a couple talks at Procona Live um, and I know that you've been at LinkedIn for quite some time now. Maybe just give us a little background on yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'll just talk about my whole career, uh, how I, uh, I turned to be a DBA, and then how I turned to be a, uh, a database reliability engineer. I'll just cover uh, my journey of how I expect uh, to become a database engineer. Uh, so back in uh, 2008, when I was uh, out of the college, I joined Yahoo. Uh, so, I joined uh, as a service engineer, uh, where I was, I mean, now the service engineers are called the SRX, so at the time they were called as uh, service engineers. Uh, I was responsible for uh, handling the uh, Yahoo's uh, uh, data pipelines, uh, so I've been working there for like uh, close to one and a half year and then uh, all of a sudden like we had uh, a hit, uh, database issue. Uh, so while troubleshooting that issue, I developed uh, int- more interest towards the database and uh, uh, I moved a, a database uh, team because uh, like I was just starting, it was uh, kind of easy to move uh, the teams. Uh, so I started when MySQL was around uh, 5.0 version, like uh, uh, the first thing that I have done uh, when I started was like I upgraded to 5.1. That was my,
0: uh, and that was a big jump from five 5.0 zero to five That was a pretty significant, you know, uh, difference. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I remember. I still remember that. Uh, it's just because of the. Uh, Partitioning feature in uh, MySQL, we wanted to go with the uh, with that upgrade, and I had to convince all my managers that uh, we need to have this feature. So that's why we were going for an upgrade. And it was a, like, uh, Yahoo, it was like a massive scale. Uh, mm-hmm. We had to upgrade like uh, several, uh, several. I mean, it's tens of databases, not hundreds of databases, but tens of databases. And uh, later, have, uh, have uh, worked for the. Uh, uh, Yahoo app-serving platform uh, as, as a database uh, administrator for uh, close to uh, three years. And then later, uh, I thought that I wanted to uh, uh, get more uh, hands-on with the databases with wide range of uh, technologies. Uh, like we were using only the traditional MySQL but uh, so I wanted to explore more. So I joined uh, uh, Pythian, uh, it's a consulting company. Uh, so there I got chance to work on uh, Wide uh, range of it. Like I, just worked Marriott, I worked on MariaDB, I worked on Galera, uh, I worked on the Petcona server. Uh, so a lot, lot of uh, things uh, have worked. And then I moved to uh, Petcona. At Perkona, it was like uh, amazing, uh, even though I spent only one year, but it was amazing journey. So I had a chance to work with the great startups. So at the time, uh, there were like a lot of uh, startups uh, where I was uh, uh, consulting. Uh, I was part of the remote EPA team and I was uh, consulting for them. Uh, there like uh, prominent uh, startups all over the world, uh, as well as in India as well. Uh, so it was a great journey and uh, I, I learned a lot. And at the same time, uh, each client comes with a different uh, set of problems, like it, it's not unique all the time, like it's uh, you you have to be like uh, on your toes all the time. And the clients are demanding as well. They expect the uh, top class uh, things from Perkun. So uh, I had a uh, very good uh, time at Perkona and later I uh, moved to a startup uh, where I was like, uh, uh, stayed there only for uh, six months and then uh, i moved to linkedin uh, so i have been with linkedin for uh, close to 5 years uh, so th- uh, in these 5 years like uh, uh, i transformed myself from dba uh, to the uh, dve like uh, database engineer and more, more importantly really uh, 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 to the reliability part more uh, so in these five years, like uh, when I started, there were only like uh, like probably 100 to 200 databases uh, but over these uh, five uh, five years, like uh, the number of databases grew like more than 2000 databases. Uh, I think it's like more than uh, 2700 uh, by now. Uh, I don't wow! Know this wow. By, like because the number of microservices are increasing uh, crazily, and each microservice demands a database. And uh, the database team is like very small. We had only like uh, uh, three to four guys in the US and uh, only like uh, two to three guys in uh, Bangalore. Uh, so it was very challenging for us. So how we uh, scaled uh, was like uh, we, aut- we automated everything like uh, right from uh, provisioning or like if anyone wants to do uh, Schema upgrade or anything, so every, we have automated everything. Uh, so it's like uh, we built an internal uh, cloud for the uh, databases. Like uh, probably I can compare uh, with uh, like what uh, uh, RDS provides for uh, clients or how what uh, Azure SQL provides for its clients. We we uh, provide the same thing uh, for our internal.
0: Uh, Teams. So, so you have your own kind of internal database as a service for yeah. your development teams. Yes, yes, yeah, we
1: developed okay. it from scratch. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, a, a very good journey. Like I still remember, like uh, when we were manually creating the, the databases. Uh, when I started at LinkedIn, now it's like a single click; they get everything. They get a high, a high availability. They get automated backups. Uh, and if they want uh, any uh, like uh, schema updates, they can just uh, submit a request, and uh, it will be done. And uh, uh, like there are still improvements though. Like if they want, want to recover uh, one click uh, restore is not yet done, but that is in progress. And we have a ETL pipeline to any other storage, and we have the change data capture. Like you want from MySQL, you want to take it to some other store. We develop a change data capture pipeline. Uh, where it uh, captures the changes and then puts wherever you want. Um, And So what
0: did you use? Did did you use any sort of like of the, you know, like, are you using virtualization? Are you using, you know, whether it's Ansible or Chef or Puppet for orchestration? Are you using any of the, you know, containers? I mean, like maybe just give us a glimpse into that system. What are some of the technologies that you're using? Okay. uh, So
1: uh, for the databases, like uh, since we... uh, the number of databases are so high and uh, we hosted them on a, a physical bare metal server. And uh, how we did was like, uh, we, we don't use uh, containers or anything. We have a, uh, like uh, bare metal servers and we provision the databases uh, based on the capacity. Like uh, some team requests for uh, like, uh, let's say uh, 1K QPS and we, uh, we have a uh, cost factor for... Uh, uh, each, I mean, like it's not charge, uh, charge factor. I uh, forgot the name. Uh, but we have, a, like, we estimate the capacity of each server. And like, let's say that the uh, server can take uh, 10k uh, QPS. So if uh, if some team requests for 1k and some team uh, sometimes they request for only 100 QPS. So we provision all all of them on a, a single physical server. And uh, uh, for security reasons, we maintain the isolation. Uh, we leverage the MySQL uh, privileges uh, to make sure that one database does not talk to the other. And uh, we have the query analyzer tool as well, which uh, which provides like what queries are run, and it also provides an estimate of how much a CPU are they actually using. Like it's not based on exact uh, the queries, but uh, we uh, we take care of. Uh, uh, how much CPU, like sometimes even though the QPS is like 100, they, uh, they take uh, huge uh, CPU. So what we do is like uh, we move them uh, to, uh, to another cluster where uh, the QPS capacity is less. And of course the disk uh, quota implementation is like uh, quite simple, like they, they requested for let's say like uh, uh, one terabyte and we extrapolate to like <coughs> the next few years, like how much it will become like 1.4 TB or 1.5 TB. And based on the disk, uh, we have, um, we, we just version it's like a, a straightforward thing. And uh, on top of that, uh, uh, we provide like uh, uh, the best practice, the, whatever the best practices that they, that they can do, we uh, help okay. them that you can.
0: Okay. And so for 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 that environment, um, that's a pretty big environment. Some of your bigger systems, they're running VTest, correct? Because one of the you know uh, talks that you gave was about scaling LinkedIn, and it was specifically on using VTest. So yeah. tell us how how VTest plugs into that.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, we have a system called uh, Informed. Uh, which uh, gathers like, almost all the uh, events at LinkedIn, uh, all the infrastructure events, basically. Uh, so we have uh, uh, hundreds or thousands of uh, servers all the time, and uh, there will be a lot of deployments happening on all the systems across LinkedIn. Uh, and uh, each deployment uh, uh, is taken as an event. And not only deployment, sometimes we, uh, uh, some, some teams uh, use that for alerts as well, like if any alert comes out, uh, some activity work might be done on a particular post, and what activity is done. So we uh, calculated all these things, like which is a, a huge, huge set uh, of data. So, like obviously, like a, a single server uh, uh, cannot scale. Uh, so when they were initially launched, uh, we were having them on a single server. But all of a sudden, since they, everyone liked this service, uh, they, uh, all the teams uh, signed up for this, and uh, in a short amount of time, we had to like. Uh, quickly uh, scale through this. So then we thought of it just because, uh, because of uh, like many factors. The primary factor is like it doesn't require any, any code change uh, from the development team uh, because like their, their, their queries will uh, still work fine. And uh, other thing is like they want the transactional uh, as well as uh, like uh, relational uh, Features like they want to still uh, join on few tables. So because of all these factors, uh, we uh, we started exploring Vitess, and it was a, like a quite obvious choice for us uh, to go with VITAS. Uh, and it worked out well. Uh, and at the time, we replication was at the native stages, so we could not use it. So we implemented our own uh, um, like uh, replication strategy. How do we um, go to that and then come back? Uh, uh, like if if something fails, but uh, luckily for us, uh, it, uh, we never ha- uh, had
0: to fail back uh, at all. Like it, it's been trying. okay, and twenty seven hundred you know databases is is a is a is a very healthy environment. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you run into trying to manage and maintain? that size of environment? Like what are the common things that continually come up that you have to kind of do? Yeah, uh, so I'll tell you, like, uh,
1: I'll go a little bit uh, uh, technical, Uh, I mean, like, uh, see, for example, uh, we uh, co-host the databases, right? Uh, So the the main challenge that we face is uh, uh, abuse from the uh, clients like uh, sometimes uh, they miss a first, so it updates like 1 million records or 10 million records and we have literally no control on what they do and they just start the transaction and they don't end it. Uh, So it Uh, it includes undo log space and uh, it affects the uh, replication lag as well. And apart from that, it it becomes a noisy neighbor for the other databases, and they start complaining. Hey, our database is slow. Like you what know, happened? Then we have to follow up with uh, each and uh, team like oh, what has gone uh, gone bad. Uh, it's like very tough for us. Um, we have so
0: it's really chasing performance problems at that point. It's you know, oh, mm-hmm. this is slow. The the system is you know impacting other other applications and trying to find the needle in the haystack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, chasing the teams is uh, one of uh, the last things that uh, we wanted to do. And at at certain times, like we can't kill the connection circle. Like even if you kill, what happens is like uh, it rolls back the transaction, which is even worse than uh, letting it go. Uh, So, yeah, we are trying to uh, use uh, uh, like uh, Proxy SQL or some other uh, technologies like that where it has very rate capability where if you know, someone accidentally misses a where clause or so it will not let it go. something like that we wanted to expose but it's like uh, in the like very far I would say I, I can't associate a timeline with that but uh, the, this is a, one of the big challenge that we have. Uh, and the other other challenge that we face uh, is uh, uh, the query plan changes uh, sometimes so because our data is used, and uh, again like we don't have any control on the query plan sometimes if it changes uh if you want to force a force a new query or like give an indexing we need to like go to the application tr- change the query deploy it on all the hosts it takes at least like uh, half an hour to one hour of time so that also we are uh, trying to solve probably like uh, using proxy sql or something like that where it can uh, it, it can automatically detect and then uh, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't need to detect. At least, it can uh, rewrite the query for us. Uh, we'll save a lot of uh, time. And also, we are exploring the other options as well, like uh, uh, doing a uh, like we wanted to prevent this problem before it occurs. Like, uh, can we have, uh, we have some uh, a test server where we fire all the queries and see the patterns in this? Uh, if the query yeah. is going away with the, the data, so that we are uh, we are not even. Uh, Scratch the surface of that, but uh, uh, this is just an uh, ideation phase itself. <laughs> so since uh, have-
0: yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot there because I mean, it, you know, one of the great things about enabling, you know, your your developers and users to create their own systems to be able to add, you know, systems on their own, automate most of that is um, it takes away a lot of the, um, the 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 routine work of setting things up or installing or you know configuring, but then. Um, you know, then you've enabled a lot more development teams to work faster and they throw those problems at you quicker. <laughs> and what? so then you've got to try and solve those, those, those issues that pop up, um, yeah. you know, because you're enabling the developers, they're developing, and sometimes they, you know, don't always get the things right. So um, there does need to be that closed loop. Um, yeah. Now, you mentioned you kind of moved from a DBA to a DBRE or a DBE. Uh, has your role really changed that much? It You know, what responsibilities, like But when you look at those two roles, a no. lot more companies are moving away from hiring, quote, unquote, DBAs and more are looking at SREs or DBREs. No. What's the difference? I mean, you've, you've lived in both worlds. What do you see as the difference between those two?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, uh, from my side, like when uh, I, uh, if I talk about me, when I was at the DBA, I was looking at only at one system. Uh, Like I was uh, uh, making sure that one system is up, uh, or like all the time, and then making sure that the performance is not impacted. But when I moved to DBE role, like instead of looking at the system uh, at a single system, I was like managing hundreds or even thousands of uh, uh, servers, and uh, account for uh, the high availability of the systems, and uh, even. Make sure that uh, they are like reliable, not just the single system, but the uh, whole uh, environment. Uh, that's a major difference. Like I no longer run any uh, alter commands or anything; it's all automated. I don't no longer run a backup or anything. Like it's everything is automated at a uh, system level. Uh, even the point in time restore, everything is like uh, uh, like you. We have like a lot of tools uh, to automate that. Uh,
0: so that's the major uh, difference uh, that I see. So it's it's about managing masses, lots of lots of systems, but it's also being a, a performance detective, if you will, right? Yeah. So trying to find the the the, the needle in the haystack <laughs> yeah. and, and find that performance issue, right? Yeah, um, you know, see props. You come onto my show and you get props. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but no, no, I get that, and you know, it is a move that you know people have continued to see because you mentioned with the microservices with, you know, the individual applications, all recording their own databases, you're no longer having 10, 20 databases that you maintain. You have thousands and yeah. it's just, it's it changes your mindset on how you have to work because you have to automate or you, you, you know, you'll, you'll die of overwork if you don't automate. Um, yeah. and so, so I get that now you did mention, you know, HA and high availability, um, but that also goes along hand in hand with scale, and I know one of the things that you've talked about is um, synchronous replication versus asynchronous replication, and so yeah. you can't really do synchronous at LinkedIn because of the um, uh, performance, correct? And wow. so, so you're you're still advocating async. Maybe tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I can talk a lot about this. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. We face this uh, dead and dirt uh, and we uh, we actually we have both models. Uh, like we we uh, talk to the developers every day and explain about uh, the problems of uh, synchronous replication. Like sometimes they demand like we want synchronous for this application, but we explain the challenges. Uh, so uh, like I, like I mentioned in the talk, like. Uh, we are limited by the uh, speed of light uh, here, like uh, uh, light travels at a constant speed and uh, you are on the one side of the globe and on the other side of the globe, it takes uh, roughly around like 0.5 milliseconds, I guess. Uh, but uh, uh, we can't tolerate that uh, that kind of latency. Uh, so that's why we, uh, we definitely uh, need to have async replication. But again, like uh, the biggest problem that comes into the mind is uh, the conflict resolution, uh, like how do you uh, resolve the conflicts when there are uh, multiple rights at uh, same place? So, uh, like last writer win is uh, like a very commonly used uh, strategy uh, across uh, other databases as well, like all, across all, all the other distributed systems. So, uh, but the problem is uh, MySQL does not uh, uh, have the native capability to, uh, uh, to give the uh, any any sort of uh, conflict resolution or even like uh, like for example if you take the cluster like there is no option to disable the certification process because the certification process itself uh, takes a lot of time it has to communicate with all the nodes and get a uh, tax from all the nodes so that the, the site is certified but that takes a lot of time and there is no option to disable that certification process and even if my application says it's my moderation to uh to Deal about the conflicts, or it's my moderation that I will take care of my data. But the any any synchronous uh, replication or anything, they does not let you do it. Like they, I mean, because that that is their product, and uh, it has to be. They give more weightage to the consistency part. So there is no option to do so. That's why we had to like. take away the native replication, we have to go with the Kafka route and then uh, have additional application nodes to detect the conflicts and then uh, that applications, the additional applications behave as a, uh, as a writers and then uh, insert into the database on the other side of the globe. So this is all like a, a very high overhead for us uh, to maintain these systems uh, and like probably like if uh, uh, MySQL has natively provided that uh, conflict resolution mechanisms. Uh, that would have uh, saved us a lot of uh, uh, hardware costs and the maintenance overheads as well. Or even like, if a Galera cluster can op- give an option to uh, disable the certification process, and uh, it can also like it also uh, detects the conflicts at the primary key level and rolls back. Instead of doing that, it can behave an in intelligent way and say that okay, this transaction I can I can skip. This transaction I need to override it. So. Uh, that kind of features like YouTube went there. Yeah.
0: And you gave a whole talk on this at Percona Live, um, where yeah. you talk about the implementation that you're currently using, and you talk a little bit about what you'd like to use, correct? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that is available for everyone who's watching this now on YouTube or on Percona's website. So you can go to get it for free, go watch that. You can also watch about scaling, you know, uh, you know, at LinkedIn as a whole. So Karthik does do, um, you know, two talks for at Percona Live, one on, you know, the, the co-location um, replication and one on uh, VTES and uh, LinkedIn. Um, but Karthik, um, let me give you the final word. And I always like to ask people, you know, what are they seeing that is going to change maybe how they work in the next couple of years? Like what kind of new interesting technologies or things are you exploring? What, what, what sort of, you know, things are you really interested in right now?
1: Uh, mostly like, uh, I think uh, um, like uh, flexibility across uh, databases is the next thing that uh, uh, probably, I guess, like for example, if you are uh, uh, using MySQL, suppose you don't like MySQL, you want to move to some other data system. Like it should be like very uh, seamless to move to the other uh, database. So probably so like move
0: from seamless moving from MySQL to Postgres or from Postgres to Mongo or from Mongo to Cassandra. Yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. probably like because of the changing of licenses, we don't know like which license changes at what time and when do we want to move, we are not sure. Like, that. so probably like uh, that, that is the thing that I am guessing. I might be wrong as well.
0: Well, it's interesting because data portability is a big deal, um, especially with companies looking to prevent you know getting locked into a certain solution. But as we enable developers developers often don't care about the database technology itself. They they just care about, I want to put data into an API, and then whatever's the optimal solution, whatever, as long as I just do the same call, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. So that abstraction layer, um, you know, you could change the back end of the database system from engine A to engine B, and it would be perfectly fine from a development perspective, but it might save you a lot of costs, resources, hardware, because it might be stored more optimally in a different database engine than it is currently. So, I can see the value in that. So, are you going to develop it? Is that what you're doing? Is that what I hear? You're going to develop that 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 technology to move things around seamlessly. <laughs> yeah, I wish to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh well karthik thank you for joining me today i appreciate you sitting down i appreciate you talking at percona live um uh, it was it was great to have you there hopefully you enjoyed the 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 show this year it was it was great a lot of people uh, a lot of different sessions so um you know thank you very much
1: yeah uh thanks man it's very nice uh, talking to you all
0: right thank you Wow, what a great episode that was. We really appreciate you coming and checking it out. We hope that you love open source as much as we do. If you like this video, go ahead and subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And of course, tune in to next week's episode. We really appreciate you coming and talking open source with us.